You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, yo, what is up? What is up? You're listening to Locked On NBA Draft. This is Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. And this is another Friday edition. I did a Friday episode last week. I'm doing one this week because I went a little bit overboard on the episode that came out yesterday on Thursday. So I decided to break it into two parts. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about a few of the international prospects that I've been covering and watching film on. I know this is like a dead period for most people, but this is the time that I usually use to catch up on international prospects that I can keep an eye out on for the upcoming season, which in this case, it is the 21-22 season, which I think has a pretty strong international class. So stay tuned. And this episode is brought to you by Fridays on Locked on NBA. Fridays on Locked on NBA is brought to you by Nick Angstead who is the host of Locked On Mavericks and Adam Mayers of Locked On Nuggets. And they were power ranked the week that was the NBA. So follow the Locked On NBA podcast today or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, the next player that I want to talk about that I think will be drafted in 2022 is Gabriel or Gabriel. Hopefully I'm not pronouncing that wrong, but Gabriel Proshita from Italy. I think that he has a projectable game because he's a shooter, a confident shooter, very confident. Average nearly three three-point attempts per game in only 15 minutes. He played in Italy's top division. Oh, I forgot to mention he's from Italy. But he played in Italy's top division. He is a really, really good athlete, like really good athlete. You can make a case and say he's probably one of the best athletes in the 2022 draft coming out of Europe. So he's... I mean, he, he put some highlight real dunks, uh, good positional size for wing, 6'7", plays with a lot of energy, is a really good cutter, and when I say plays with a lot of energy, I mean, it translates in different ways, whether it's just activity moving off the ball, coming off screens, trying to get open. He's a really strong offensive rebounder. Like, that's one of his greatest assets is he gets his team's extra possessions every game just on the offensive glass and he's a hustler plays hard as far as areas of concern i think that he by him playing so hard he has a tendency to play out of control he's turnover prone i think he misses a lot of bunnies at the rims because he's like he just doesn't have great pace i mean everything is 100 miles an hour and sometimes he just seems to just be a little bit out of control his handle is not the tightest. I mean, right now it's mostly straight line drives. Every once in a while he'll, he'll change directions or he'll give you a move here and there, but it's mostly straight line drives. I had to go back and watch his film from 2019, and I want to say I think it was like the under 18s. There was the same tournament I saw Pokashevsky play and, and Usman Garuba, and I had to watch that film again just to see if there's a little bit more to his game then he was able to show playing against grown men in the top division of Italy. It was a little bit more. I mean, he showed a little bit more ball handling, showed some uh, passing instincts as a passer. But I think like the two main areas for him to improve would be as a ball handler, maybe as a pick and roll guy. 
And of course, like just kind of working on his pace. But I like what I see out of him as a shooter because I think at the very minimum, he could be a guy that knocks down open shots, shoots off movement, scores in transition. And I mean, the shooting numbers are, are pretty efficient. Shot 38.8% as a, I mean, I guess it was like his first real season as far as being a rotational player as a pro. And it's kind of like a small sample size because he only played six games in 2019 and 20, but he shot 39.5% from three in 35 career games playing in Italy's top division. So he's a player that I'll be paying a lot of attention to this this basketball season. And I think that he has a chance to be selected in the 2022 NBA draft. All right, the next player that I want to talk about he is only 16 years old, so he will not be in any drafts anytime soon. When I talk about a guy that was fun to watch and someone who I enjoyed, like just paying attention to his film, it is Jan Vide or Jan Vade from Slovenia. And let me let me just read these numbers off to you. 27 points per game, 5.6 rebounds, 4.2 assists at the FIBA under 16 year old challengers. Now, the 27 points per game is deceptive because he only had a game. He had a game where he only had four points. I don't know what went on that game. He only played 13 minutes. But other than that, I mean, let me read these numbers off to you 34 points, 28 points, 31 points, 38 points. And. He is doing all his work in the paint. All of it. I mean, floaters, layups, or free throws. Now, one of the things I really, really enjoy about European basketball and, and scouting European prospects is I've done so much film and studying that I'm starting to notice and I can tell where a player is from based of how they play. Like, for example... Even in the States, like I can watch basketball and I can tell a guard from Chicago. Guards from Chicago are really physical. They're aggressive. They love to get downhill. They're usually not very good shooters coming out, but they're just physical and aggressive. So you think of like your Derrick Rose. You think of Dwayne Wade. You think of, I mean, even guys like um, Jeremy Pargo. Now, his brother Gennaro is a lot different because he is a shooter. But Chicago guards are usually tough, physical. You know, I think Will Bynum. You know, I just think of guys like that. So New York guys, flashy, you know, crazy ball handling, yada, yada, yada. I can start. I'm actually, I'm starting to be able to look at guys from Europe and few possessions. I can say, okay, this is where this guy is from. I mean, of course, it's easy if you're watching the national team play because they have on a jersey, but, you know, guys aren't always playing for the national team. So, anyway, I said all that to say this. Jan Vaidovide plays exactly like he's a hybrid of, don't be amazed when you hear this, Luka Doncic and Goran Dragic. He literally looks like he's a carbon copy of both guys that study their games He's not the passer as Luca. He's not as big as Luca. Maybe he could, maybe eventually. I mean, he's only 16, but he's, he's 6'5. But the way he plays, like his pace, like that's probably one of my favorite things about Luca, other than his passing, is the fact that he just plays with tremendous pace. I mean, he kind of sets you up to get to his spots with his ball handling, you know, whether it's just dribbling between his legs a couple of times, get you leaning one way, and then just kind of 
bullies you to a spot. I mean, he does have ability to blow by guys without having like this lightning quick first step, but he just figures how to get to his spots. And this kid at only 16 years old seems to have it figured out. I mean, he averaged 27 points a game. And like I said, it was all layups, floaters, and free throws. Speaking of free throws, listen to these numbers. All right, against Israel, 7 of 10 from the foul line, which is a light game. Against Belgium, 12 of 13 from the free throw line. Against Turkey, 16 of 22 from the free throw line. Against Serbia, 14 of 18 from the free throw line. So based off reading that or listening to that, you know that this kid is aggressive. And that is saying it lightly. I mean, he is aggressive. He is assertive. He is looking to attack downhill every possession, kind of like Goran Dragic, who just literally, once he gets the ball, you know that he's putting his head down, going to the rim. Vide has, like I said, excellent pace. He has some offensive creativity. Got a little shake and bake off the dribble. Good burst. Very good body control. He's physical. He, like, literally drives you drives defenders into the spot that he wants to go. So it's like once he puts that shoulder into you, he's mastered driving the defender into the paint where he can finish, like I said, with a floater or layup. Good floater package, good touch around the rim. He's very good at changing directions. If he gets a weaker, smaller guard on him, which is usually often, but in a half-court set, he will take that guard to the post. Solid court vision. Again, draws fouls at an incredible rate. Loves to get downhill and does all his damage in the paint. One-on-one score, which, you know, that's usually not something you say about European basketball players. Oh, man, this guy is a one-on-one isolation scorer. But that's definitely in this kid's, in his bag, as they would say. He splits the PNR. And he's also a strong rebounder as far as, like, areas of concern. His shot, his three-point shot is is not their prettiest. It's like it's like slow and it's mechanical. He doesn't like to shoot threes. Now, again, in this particular tournament, he scored 135 points in five games and only makes six threes. So when when I talk about him being aggressive, just looking at the stats, you don't even have to see the film. Six made threes. 63 free throw attempts it it just tells you the story about his game he misses bad like when I say I mean he shot 25% from three which is not great not terrible terrible considering that he's only 16 years old but some of his misses looked really bad and it's almost like when you watch the film when he shoots the threes he doesn't have the same level of confidence as he does when he's going to the rim but he is a player that I think everyone should you know, write down in your notes and, and kind of pay attention to. Only 16 years old, born in 2005, plays for Real Madrid. All right, it's time to take a break, but when we return, I, I want to talk a little bit more about Vide and his team at Real Madrid. But it is that time of year again, and all the eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one. Numero uno, it is your number one spot for pro and college football action this season. Get all the updates, odds, props, contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest 
the world like that's a lot of people the world's largest 200 million nfl survivor contest opening now 200 million dollars i should say opening now at bet online head to the website use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100 percent welcome bonus be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo make a bet on the thursday september 9th season opener between the super bowl champion bucks and the dallas cowboys and if you lose your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers. New customers only. When signing up and using the promo code NFL100, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports, all your favorite sports, from football to basketball to boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sports book experts, and the promo code is locked on. on. On that note, I want to talk about Real Madrid. I mean, they're putting out a nice collection of, of young players that I think will be NBA prospects. So I have this goal, this goal that I'm trying to figure it out now. I want to live in Europe this particular season. And like I mentioned earlier, I don't have a problem sharing my goals. I want to be the best international prospect. I mean, I'm sorry, the best international scout. I want to be the go-to guy. When you have an international player, I want to be the guy who you're like, let me go see what Rafael is talking about. So my plan is to live in Spain or, or at least Europe. I want to spend as much time in Europe, hopefully the whole season, just just scouting. So I'm just trying to figure out the logistics and how to make it work financially. It's actually probably cheaper to live over there than, than it is here in the States. I won't need a car and all that type of stuff. So I'm just trying to figure everything out now. And I plan on spending a lot of time in Spain. I mean, I think, I shouldn't say I think, I'm, I'm based off of the numbers that I've put together and based off of the number of prospects that I think are NBA potential guys. Spain has the most. I would say France has a few after France. Serbia has some, maybe a few in Italy. And then obviously the, you know, the guys that are playing in the NBL. But Spain is the place to be as far as watching prospects. So, I definitely want to check out a bunch of Real Madrid games, go to all the Adidas Next Generation tournaments because, I mean, there's some talent coming across. I mean, there's some talent that, w- that will come across the water in, in the NBA in a few years that I think, you know, a lot of those guys are going to be playing in Spain. And one of the players that I want to check out while I'm in Spain, who also plays for Real Madrid, is Henry Visar. I actually did a video on Henry on my YouTube channel. Check it out. NBA Draft Junkies on YouTube, you'll see the video. I think he's a very intriguing prospect. I made a, a joke. Well, it's not necessarily a joke, but it's really the truth. He's from Estonia, and I think that he can be. And actually, I think he will be the first player to rep Estonia since Martin Mersep. That was back in like 96, 97. I remember him because he played for the Mavericks. But Visar is an intriguing talent because he has positional size at 6'10", I think he's not done growing. Haven't seen him in person, but he looks like he can fill out. And at the very minimum, I think he can be a pick and pop five. He's pretty agile. Has this toughness to his game. That's one of the things I, I like about him is that he has this. I don't know. I mean, it's like he has this grit and he plays with an edge. He's very expressive. That's probably the best way to describe it. When he goes up for a dunk or gets a tip dunk, he's you know putting a little extra on the rim, maybe hanging on the rim for a second longer, stares the guy down. I actually kind of like that. Some people may think it's showboating. 
But I like the fact that he just has this grit and this toughness. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, stereotypes where people say, oh, well, Europeans are soft. And I, I think it's a very vague statement. And I mean, in some cases it could be true, but it's not necessarily a representation of the the continent. It could be that particular person. But I will say that there are certain countries that seem to produce guys that maybe have a little bit more grit or a little bit more edge to their game. You know, it's the the what's the word I'm looking for? I, I guess the bias is guys from the Balkans or Eastern European countries are a little bit tougher than the the Spanish. Or, but, I mean, that's all a, a big stereotype. But Vsar definitely has, like, a little bit of edge to his game. He can handle the ball a little bit also. I mean, I think that he can put the ball on the floor and be effective off straight-line drives. He has pretty good body control. He's also a really good shot blocker. That's another thing that I really like about him is that the under – what was it, 18s? Man, I saw so many tournaments. I'm starting to get them mixed up. But at the under 18 Euro Challengers, which was last month, he averaged a little under four blocks per game, 3.8 blocks per game. He had one game where he had seven blocks total. I wouldn't even say it was last month. It was just a few weeks ago. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think that he, at the very minimum, is a pick-and-pop guy that can possibly put the ball on the floor and attack closeouts. He can run the floor and also defend in space and protect the rim. He's young. He's only, I guess he was born in 2004. So he still has a few years to go. And I, I might be a little bit biased also because he came on my podcast last summer when I first started. He may have been the first. If not the first, he was like second. But guys, he was one of the early guys that actually kind of gave me an opportunity and a chance to get to know him. So I've been in contact with him off and on throughout the past year. But he's someone that I'm looking forward to seeing in person. And there's also one more player. I mean, I'm, I'm literally running out of time. I've watched so much film and there's so many guys that I want to cover. And I'm a little long winded, but there's one more player from Real Madrid that I want to talk about. But let's talk about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now literally impossible for your local chain or auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So it doesn't even really make sense to endure the pointless and intimidating questioning of what type of car model do you have? Is it the ESV or is it the EXT or whatever? So why not just save time and money and use rockauto.com? Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, and even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or even a car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business that is serving do-it-yourselfers, or it has been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could want or need for your car, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to their easy to use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and you can see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they would know that we sent you. rockauto.com has amazing selection, reliably low prices in all the parts your car will ever need and that is rockauto.com. All right, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, which I hope that you have, but if not, and you're a new listener, then I have to tell you about Built Bar. You guys that have been listening know how I feel about Built Bar. 
it is the best tasting protein bar on the market and it's the best tasting because it tastes just like a candy bar it has a lot of different flavors there's something for everyone so when you talk about a person like myself that's a built bar fan we love to talk about our favorites if you don't know the built bar flavors there's coconut cherry barcia raspberry mint brownie double chocolate salted caramel strawberry orange cookies and cream and also German chocolate. I'm still eating the box that I received from the live draft show. And it has a lot of the salted caramel in there. But that's that's the flavor that I've been eating at least twice a day. I still have about 20 left. So that's how big the, the box was. But the reason I love it is because, like I said, it is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It has 17 to 18 grams of protein. The calories are ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. And only four or five grams net carbs. It's amazing flavors. All tasty, all healthy. Order today. You can get your grasshopper cookie or your raspberry, whatever you like. And Built Bar was the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right. The next player that I want to discuss from Real Madrid is Tristan Vucevic, who has a very, very interesting background. He is Serbian, Swedish, and Greek. So let me break that down for you. His dad is Serbian. He was born in Italy. So he, and I think his dad played for Greece. So I read that he has a Serbian and Greek passport through his father and a Swedish passport from his mother. So I have no idea what team that he would rep as far as like being on the national team, but he has a very interesting background. Like I said, he plays for Real Madrid. He is 6'11", about 6'10", 6'11", has a decent set of skill set. He's another one of these European guys that's an inside outside player. I think he moves pretty well he has some fluidity he's agile he's pretty coordinated he can make plays above the rim if he has like a runway I wouldn't say he's like really explosive like quick twitch muscles but he can like show off his athleticism like I said if he does have a runway but he's still a below the rim finisher if that makes sense but he does have some toughness I think he projects to be a pick and pop guy I think he's a good shooter when his feet are set he can run the floor and he's a pretty solid cutter um I, th- I think that he's probably one of the the best big man prospects in the 2022 draft that is coming from Europe. He's only 18 years old. And by him playing for Real, it's kind of tough to really, like, get a chance to watch him. I guess NBA scouts are going to have to pay attention in, t- in, in practices because I don't know how, how many minutes that he'll, he'll be able to get because Real is a, a deep team. He's playing behind... Walter Tavares, and I know Usman Garuba was able to play some minutes for for Real last year, but Garuba was a, obviously he was a first-round pick, and he was, I mean, just a stud on the defensive end. So it'll be interesting to see how many minutes um, Vukovic plays this year, but I think that he's a guy that could be a first- or second-round pick. All right, now the last player that I want to discuss is my new favorite international prospect in the 2022 NBA draft. 
he is someone that I apologize for sleeping on last year, or not even last year, a few months ago during the draft process. It is Hugo Besson, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, from France. I'm looking forward to seeing him play in the NBL next year. He's actually going to play for the New Zealand Breakers. He'll be on the same team as fellow Frenchman Ousmane Deng. But Besson is a bucket. He's a pull-up shooter. He has a little sauce, a little flavor to his game. Very crafty scorer. He has good pace, handle. He's extremely confident in himself, which sometimes kind of comes back to haunt him because a lot of guys that are really good scorers and really confident scorers have a tendency to take bad shots. But, you know, when a guy's giving you 20 points a game, that's one of the things that, that you have to live with. But I love his offensive creativity. I think he can play on or off the ball. He's a sneaky athlete. He has good size. I think he can, you know, play a role for a team as a shooter. If he's playing with like a, you know, I'm projecting if he's in the NBA and he's playing with like a ball dominant uh, one, I think that he can kind of play a role as a shooter, play off the ball, like I said. And if a team needs him to play in pick and rolls, that's what he's probably best at. He has like step backs in his arsenal. He's also a capable playmaker and passer, scores in transition. But more importantly, he's efficient. And that's like, you know, one of the, the bigger things that I I look for, especially with like some of the international guys. Sometimes you're you're looking at their film and you see, okay, they're 18 years old or 19 years old and they're struggling playing against grown men. And, you know, the game in Europe is a lot more physical, which if you watch the Olympics and saw a FIBA play or just, a, you know, you just saw how different the game is. And Besson was efficient. He was, I mean, if you look at, I mean, not everybody has access to synergy, but based off of the synergy numbers, he was excellent. One of the most efficient and best players in Europe. I mean, he, like I said, he was a bucket. He was nominated as the league MVP. He led the French second division in scoring 19 points per game four rebounds nearly three assists one still like i said he was nominated the mvp he was voted as the best young player and i read that there were a lot of european teams like a lot of bigger club teams that wanted him but he chose to go play in the nbl unfortunately he withdrew from the draft last year and i think once i saw that he withdrew from the draft i didn't really pay him much attention but i definitely regret it because he is as of today which is august 27th he is my favorite international prospect in the 2022 nba draft i mean the guy is fun to watch kind of reminds me a little bit of how i liked watching austin reeves i thought austin was just like this deceptive creative scorer that just found ways to put the ball in the basket especially the gonzaga game where he torched gonzaga but besson kind of reminds me a little bit of austin reeves this is probably a lazy countryman comparison but i also see some nandi decolo in his game and he's a lot different than a lot of the french guards that i've seen over the last two years a lot of the french guards have been like these oversized point guards combo guards that can defend that aren't really creative with the ball in their hands. 
And that's not Vesson. He is very crafty, very creative. He is a scorer. I mean, that's what he's wired to do. He is someone I'm definitely, definitely going to be paying a lot of attention to this upcoming season while he's playing in the NBL in Australia. But he's playing for the New Zealand Breakers, like I mentioned. So that team is going to have a lot of eyes on them with two guys that are projected to be uh, draft picks in 2022. So can't wait till the season starts in Australia. But I can go on forever. There's a few guys that I wanted to talk about, but I guess I have to save them for another time. Again, this is Raphael with NBA Draft Junkies. You're listening to Locked On NBA Draft. Please check out my website, nbadraftjunkies.com. I am going to do a better job of updating it. I've been slacking. And, you know, every year I want to try to get better. So this year my goal is to have more in-depth profiles, more videos i'm trying to do three videos a week with all voiceovers um which takes a lot of time probably five six hours of video gotta watch the film gotta edit the film then i gotta do the voiceover to match what i'm saying to basically prove what i'm trying to say so i'm trying to do three videos a week if i do three videos a week then i could end up with maybe like 130 140 prospect videos between now and the 2020 22 nba draft best case scenario if i do end up going to europe i'm gonna do some vlogs just gonna like put myself in position to be the go-to guy like i really want to be the go-to guy that people go for that people when they want information about international prospects i want to be that guy so once again it's rafael nba draft junkies locked on nba draft signing out and i am out Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. The host, Peter Bukowski, updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.